welcome back to part three of our year-end discussion. Report cards are going out, folks. Is your driver in trouble or is your driver on Easy Street? Well, we're going to get into it. Uh, we're talking about the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series uh, on this last and final episode of the series. And I'm going to tell you, folks, more likely than not, your driver is probably in trouble because uh, the general consensus among us, is we do not care for the truck series here. Um uh, so, I uh, I don't know who should go first on this because I really don't know how long we did. Some of us are going to get um, any volunteers. That's, Danny, you can go first. Yeah, I'll go first because okay. I can keep this short. Truck series, f all of you. Summer <laughs> school, <laughs> f- you. Remediation. <laughs> I don't care who you are. I don't care what team you drive for. All of you suck. No, actually, it's it's a bit more nuanced than that. So let me give, honestly, the serious answer. I mean, and to be fair, I am being kind of serious. The, the standard of driving in the truck series, and we have beat this horse as for as long as this podcast has existed. The standard of series driving in the truck series is absolute garbage. And that is something that really, really needs to be looked at. Um. And it's the reason why, truth be told, I am not a truck series regular uh, viewer anymore because I got very tired of that very uh, many, many years ago. But for this podcast, I put up with this. Um, so thank me later. So anyway, you know, it's going to be a little bit more clustered this time. Um, so we'll start from top and our, we'll work our way down. Um, given sort of the spirit of what we've been doing, um, I'm going to give my A to Raj, actually. You know, he's, as we've talked about, Cup Series, or sorry, Truck Series driving very bad. He's gotten caught up in so many wrecks that absolutely were not his fault, and he was just an innocent bystander. But when you get past that, oh, and the fact that the truck blew up half the time. Um, But when you get past that, Raj drove beautifully, you know, you know, it's, you know, the same thing that, you know, we always say the same thing that, uh, you know, we kind of capped off the Xfinity episode with. But, you know, get him in some good equipment. He has the pace. He has the race craft. And certainly, most crucially, in the lower NASCAR series, he has the patience. You know, I think he is a great driver just waiting in the wings. But you just need to get him into a quality ride. But the fundamentals are all there um and yeah and certainly amongst this the band of idiots that is trucks uh he is my very clear uh a um and now for my b driver um i am going to go i gave him an honorable mention for his stand-in performance in the cup series but b driver is uh hosevar he's fast he's just quick no if ands or buts but there are certainly some kind of rough edges to sort of round off here you know mostly that he has a habit of driving through people um which he needs to get that in check real quick because he's not gonna have a fun time in cup if he continues with that but but the raw pace is there he just needs to that's where he needs to i think emotionally needs to develop a bit as a driver and 
I, you know, it, you know, granted, you know, certainly truck performance because since he's going to cup, that's kind of a moot point. But I think he can continue to string together some decent results if he just kind of levels off a little bit. Um, my, it's tough. My um, my C driver is actually going to go to um. Um, and actually, they're gonna is gonna go to uh, Tanner Gray. Um, certainly, he well, he and his brother, you know, both certainly so show some. Uh, they both actually show some flashes of you know brilliance. Certainly, they there were some weekends that they've got speed. You know, they kind of run in kind of mid tier equipment, but you know, they're they're glimpses. They're brilliant. They're are bits of brilliance. I'd say that top five times fast. Um, and I think certainly with a little bit more time and just a bit more refining, um, I think that there's some real potential there. Um, and I'm eager to see sort of where they go from here. Um, and certainly for me, that's where I'm going to cap off the uh, letter grade. So like I said, because for the rest of it, honestly, I just, I hate you and goodbye. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> like I said, man, it's it's a trudge through the mud on this one. Uh, uh, Art, Jared, do one of y'all want to yeah. go up next? Yeah, I can go next. I think I can be probably about as brief. At least that's that's the goal, right? <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, I'll I'll start at the top. I feel like my the last two. I start from the bottom. I'll start from the top and and work my way down to the dirt. Um. I give my A to Ben Rhodes. I'm going to stay consistent. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. You won a championship, man. Period. That's oh, all I can yeah. say. You won a championship. And you know what? Good for you. Like The record will always say Ben Rhodes, 2023 Cup champion. No further questions will be asked or, or taken on the topic. Um, a minus, I'm going to give to Zane Smith. Uh, a name that we don't really talk about a lot on the show, but he was good enough to graduate to the Cup Series. So, you know what? Maybe your performance this season was was great. It was good enough to get you to where you wanted to go. Um, and so we're going to say you had the grades to get into grad school. Uh, so good job to you on that. You know, that's the ultimate goal. And honestly, if I had a choice between finishing, you know, top four in points versus getting into a cup car, I, I'd probably take the cup ride, to be honest with you. So I, I give you an A- minus for that. Uh, my B, I'm going to go with Raja. Uh, I'm grading everyone on my personal curve, and so he gets big points for that. Um, yeah. He had a really, really solid second half of the season um, and was just really consistent. And, and to some of Danny's points as well, she took a lot of what I wanted to say, unfortunately. But uh, – he really had a, a good season, um, got a lot of experience. Like, it's kind of funny. Like, we think about him, and we know he's a young driver, but sometimes it's easy to forget how little seat time these guys have right now. And for Raj at this stage in his career, like, respectfully, he's a little baby, right? Like, he's he really just got here. And so, like, he's only going to get better. Um, and so for him to have some of these solid performances, uh, it's just really a testament to some of his natural skill and the work that he's done. And so I only expect better things for him, you know, in the future. 
so that's my three. So I only gave out one F so far. I'm going to go dueling Fs right now. Uh, Carson Hosevar, Corey Heim, come on down, bro. Your Ooh. summer is booked and busy. Ooh. You ain't going out. You ain't, ain't playing no football. Yikes. You ain't watching no TV. Bro, you're going to sit right here in these books because y'all boys got some F minuses. You hear me? You know, when if you've ever in a class and they say, so just so you know, the highest score was 100 and the lowest score was a 15. Y'all a 15, my boys. Like, y'all y'all really went and just really showed your asses this year and specifically at the end of the season. Um, because at the end of the day, like, all I'm really going to remember about this truck season is phoenix and that's why this gets weighted so low um you know in, on our cup recap i gave uh austin Sindrick an f his f was like a 60 like i said these are like 15s and 10s like they absolutely crushed it in the worst possible way um extra points to Corey heim for not only taking out carson but his own teammate so you know way to go my guy um so yeah both they get dueling f minuses um and they really are kind of carrying the banner for the truck series in my eyes i won't get too deep in the weeds i love the phoenix episode as well please go listen to that if you haven't for my thoughts on the abomination of a truck series but those are those are my letter grades for it and if you did if you weren't on this grade on this list it, it wasn't good for you i'll put it that way you didn't impress in the worst way so <laughs> step the game up yeah to be fair mike the curve that i was grading for was that is this is just the truck series so it is a perpetual rolling <laughs> you, you you aren't wrong for that <clears throat> all right well um <clears throat> My uh, letter grades in uh, descending order. Well, no, ascending order. We start from the bottom, and then we go up. F, Matt Crafton. Um, you still haven't paid for your crimes. Sneaking Nick Sanchez the way that you did, sir. Yeah. I'm just If you find yourself in an infield care center a lot next year, it's your own damn fault, my boy. You a grown-ass man, and you sneaking a kid. You need your ass beat. How about that? Let, let's do that. Um. D's, um, I'm in agreement with everybody. You know, Carson Osevar, Corey Heim, totally unnecessary. Carson, for your fake tears, looking directly in the in-car camera, you must have seen the red light because you, you, you put on a performance. Uh, it's almost <laughs> Emmy-winning worthy, um, in my opinion. Like you literally took the time to lift your visor and rub your eyes to let us know that you were crying tears of sadness that you you ruined this man's waist. Um, I guess it's a good thing that Calbush no longer drives a, the Toyota product anymore because if Corey Hunt was on his team, he, he wouldn't be a driver next year. I, I promise you that boy would be in the streets um, for wrecking a perfectly good race truck as get back in a championship race. Uh, failure to you, sir. Um, on the effort, well, I wouldn't say on the effort, on the subject of mediocrity and, and trash, I'm going to go out in left field. You know, Matt DiVenedetto, I'm going to give you a C. You're the only person that talked yourself out of a job and still managed to finish in the top 10 in points. Like, you weren't even here. You finished, you, you finished top 10 in points. That's He doesn't even go here anymore. Right. He doesn't that's, even go here that's, anymore. Honestly, he gets a C because that's so damn impressive. It's like he skipped, like, the last nine weeks of school and he still gets rewarded for it. Like is he is he still going to Nashville? 
Does he still get to eat the trough? Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. God. That's a good yeah, question. that's awkward. Yeah. That's I feel awkward. like you got – see, now, now you really, if you're really about it, you show up bright and early, and you – Oh, you got to be first. Me. You got to be first. You got to be front row. You yeah, you know, you got to be fresh shave, fresh haircut. You need to be right next to the championship. Eyes you you, you got to oh, be live. God. Yeah, but um, I that's talk about like a, everybody has like that senior season or like I'm going to take that, that fifth year lap. He took that lap and by golly, if he didn't make himself look presentable, marketable and decently almost successful to fail his way into a job next year. So we'll, we'll look out for the Benedetto silly season. Um, I'll give uh, the B. I'll give my B. I'll just give it to, to all of um, GMS Racing, um, to Grant, to Daniel Dye, even though he didn't do anything to deserve it. Um, riding on the coattails of of um, Raj and uh, Grant, just that whole team um, for them to be there and sign our SIA season, just to be. You know, one or two, three um, events of malfeasance away from literally walking off. Uh, that would have been an amazing story to write. Um, so mainly for Grant for just just not finishing. What did he, he didn't finish worse than than thirtieth or twentieth or something like that the entire season just to put that that body of work together definitely proves um, why he was in the championship for and and, and driving for a championship. As a team owner, you you can't want more than than that just to keep the, the truck right, cut the truck tightened, and to finish every single race. So, um, definitely shout out to to Grant and all of GMS for the work that they did. Um, and then my A, you know what? I'll um, I'll give it to I'll give it to to Nick Sanchez. Um, oddly enough, um, do I like him as a person? No. Do I like him as a driver? Not really. Do I feel sympathetic that he got snuck by Matt Crafton? A little bit. Um, but for him to just continue um, with Rev Racing and everything that they stand for with the, you know, the, the Drive for Diversity program and all the ignorance that I've seen the last three weeks on um, X or Twitter or whatever it is um, about drivers and drivers diversity and that whole nine yards, I'm not going to just to spiel on that, but um, for him to continue to prove why the program exists um, and why it's it's hopefully still going to maintain its success is a great thing for the sport. Um, I want to give an honorable A to uh, Ryan Vargas and um, Brad Perez, two friends of the podcast. Um, they showed up and showed out when they had the opportunities in the trucks this year. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't thank both of them. Uh, they took a chance on us, letting us interview them, um, and you know they're they they proved worthy um, being in the in the prospective trucks that they were this year. So just want to give them both a shout out, um, and hopefully we can we can get some rides for them as well uh, next season, even if it's a you know a, a part time schedule, just to to get them back in a truck so we can continue to see how well they're how well they perform and then the talent that they have, so we can. Um, you know, get them full time rides here in a in a season or two. Now, now we're doing friends of the show. See, that's that's not fair. Are they not? I mean, I, they're I, friends I, of the I, show. I, I will. I, Shout I out Ryan. It. Shout out Brad. Uh, yeah. What's good? 
Yeah, I did it for Xfinity. So, you know. Actually, that's a good point. All right, fine, whatever. Yeah. But actually, I did forget my, before we move on, I'm sorry, Carl. Um, I did forget my uh, dishonorable uh, mention. It's Benedetta. Like, how in the hell are you on track for a top top 10 and you talk yourself out of a job? How? Well, I mean, it's because it's Benedetta. I mean, that's the answer to that question. But that is just. That is just chef's kiss. You know, I've been, you know, joking with, um, you know, on on uh, Twitter that, you know, certainly the uh, project for our other show that I've been working on would be deemed unrealistic by Hollywood scriptwriter standards. Um, this absolutely falls under that category. Like, that's some... Um, I mean, genuinely, it feels like that would be like just a throwaway line in Talladega Nights or something. You know, this dude running well and ran his mouth and uh, lost um, lost his ride. Like, just 10 out of 10, chef's kiss. I love it. I don't really. Like, but that Matt is my dishonorable mention. I, I rock with it, um, for sure. Man. So, um, truck series rankings for me, report card time. Nobody, everybody gets an F. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I will say, I, <laughs> I will say though, um, nobody gets an A. It's A minus on down. Like, like how it was in high school, teacher come in there, like, look, nobody got an A. So the high score is going to be what I grade to. Um, so, I don't know whether to start with my worst to first. Yeah, we'll do that. So my F is from Matt DiBenedetto, man. I understand top 10 points. That's cool. But, you know, look, bro, you – I don't know how old that man is, 30-plus. You too big to be having uh, toddler meltdowns over what I'm assuming is just not getting your way in discussing what, what your future plans with an organization are. Um, I know – some of his uh, his fans who are blindly saying, well, Matt should have got this ride or that ride or X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be, man. Race teams that are self-funded just don't fire guys because they feel like firing them or whatever, right? Like, they took a big chance bringing him into the fold after he got let go from Wood Brothers. And so, you know, f- as far as I'm concerned, for them to announce, like, oh, you know, for him to announce he's not coming back next year um, and – uh, and and then not elaborate any further. And then once he realized he wasn't making the round of, uh, I don't know, what is it, eight? Is that the the last round they have for um for the for the truck series before the round of four? Okay, we don't know, but uh, <laughs> but for once when they realized they weren't advancing for him to be like, I right, peace, y'all, I'm out. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's sour grapes all day, bro. I can't respect it at all, man. I mean, like I said, if y'all struggling together to be there to the end, I don't know how many drivers over the course of me watching for NASCAR for 20 years have had, um, you know, lame duck seasons with a team that they weren't going to return to, but they stuck it out. You know, Kyle Busch, despite Joe Gibbs racing, giving him awful pieces during the playoffs last year, didn't just be like, all right, man, y'all got it. Y'all put somebody else in the car. I'm going to go chill with my family for a couple weeks. So, yeah, that's that's for me all day long. 
Um, the other F, uh, F plus for that matter, I'm gonna give that's a grade lower than an F, even though it doesn't sound like it is. Uh, Matt Crafton, buddy, you old enough to be a store manager at Walmart, and for you to or Menards, let's let's get let's get the brands the sponsors accurate. For you to to sneak sneak for you to sneak a uh, a young Nick Sanchez like that. Um, after you, after all the bonehead stuff you've done in your career, and then on top of all that, post your response to that. Um, try that in a small town song, man. Get that away from me, dog. I I don't want nothing to do with that. Uh, tractor salesman face ass dude, man. Get out of my face. Now, no offense to anybody that may sell tractors for a living, but I have always had this thing for Matt Crafting and. Uh, buddy, that just cemented it for me. Like I said, you know, I mean, also, I think he didn't win anything this year either. Your teammates was winning, you wasn't. What's going on? Um, however, I will say that of that Talladega situation comes one of my honorable mentions. I have two, one of them being uh, shout out honorable mention for Corey Roper. I never knew what he looked like till the end, and shout out to him for being a Matthew McConaughey impersonator because, um, you know, look, man, I'm, I'm just going to say it, like I said, and I'm, I'm straight as narrow, but dude, it's kind of dreamy. That's It's cool that you just racing trucks on the side like that, you know, so whatever. Um, my D goes to Jack Wood. Um, my man, <laughs> how you finish 26 and points in the Cowboys Motorsports truck? How does that happen, my, my friend? I don't understand it. Chase Party finished like 11th, and you finished. Well, what were you doing? You, I mean, I, I don't understand it. Like I said, um, maybe is that why Kyle sold the team? Was he that depressed that he was finally reached the point where he hired somebody no, with more bro. brains? <laughs> with more, look, man, with, with more money than brains? Because come on, 20 in a Cowboys truck in a 32 truck field, 34 truck field, and you finished 26? Nah, buddy. Anyway, I don't even know what he's doing next year. He ain't coming back. I know that much. He ain't gonna be a spire. Um, I believe anyway. Uh my C a little controversial, but C stands for Carson Hosevar. Uh first and first and foremost, and I need this time stamped art. Uh take out that silly ass hat. Um I that I don't know, man. Trying to be like the little quirky dude on Pit Road, that got old of me quick. And um, but the other thing is, you say, well, Carl, why would you give him a C? He won four races this year. Well, let me say it like this: I'm playing NASCAR Thunder 2004 right now. That's my winter plan. Just play through that. And if y'all don't know, the older NASCAR games had a rival and ally system, which is where, like, when you hit guys, they are they 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 are highlighted in red, and um, uh, and and the and, and they won't wreck you. And if that applied to Carson Hosevar today, it would look like he was racing against all of Tifosi, uh, Tifosi, or Tif, how you pronounce that, Danny? I don't know, but it'd be a sea of red because he found multiple ways to get into people all throughout the season, and every time tried to shut blame. Like I don't know what happened, you know, this Steve Urkel ass dude. You know, I do that. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Um, I, you know, I'm ha- I'm, 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 I'm happy that he showed up and showed out and his Xfinity start and his cup starts and stuff like that. Um, you know, I just really hope he can tank. He, if he can just not drive over his head 
We've already got one of those guys in the Cup Series, and he don't stand but like five foot one. Um, y'all know who I'm talking about. If you don't, oh well. We don't need another guy that does that in the Cup Series. So Carson needs to, you know, really rein it in. Um, so he gets a C from me this year. I mean, you threw away your shot at the championship, like I said, by trying to be too egregious. I understand you're trying to get all you got, but my man, like you knew you was entering the corner too deep. You knew how that was going to play out. And, uh, you know, and you, and you had to have known that he was going to get retaliated against you um, for that happening. Um, my B on the year, in in reality, probably should be an A. Um, uh, I, I'm going to – I was going to make oh, – let me go back. My B minus, and I was going to make him an honorable mention, but I think that – if we can bend our rules however we want to. So if I were to grade Raj on the second half of the year and the performances they put up in the playoffs, uh, I'd give him a B minus. Um, with just like some, just like somebody else said, limited track time, you know, no testing. I mean, a lot of this information I go to the track with is sim based information and stuff. Um, and you know, Raj did did really well when the truck wasn't breaking. When he didn't get screwed over by cautions X, Y, and Z, he was right there in the mix. You know, I think about Homestead was a race where, you know, he was right there for a good chunk of it. Um, you know, he said to – he told Bob Pockers that the team he's going to be with next year for trucks, whether it's full-time or not, it's going to be some of the best stuff he ever drove. So I um, am excited for that. Um, I'm hoping he gets some more time in Xfinity also. But I give him a B-. minus. I mean, just to go from – uh, a few truck starts last year to full-time this year and, and really put some good runs together regardless of how they finished, um, you know, it was really awesome to see. So I'll give him a B. The other B, uh, B minus, the other B I'm going to give out is um, Christian X, man. Four wins on the season, um, you know, under the radar, not controversial, very solid performance, uh, you know, and, and I don't have a lot to say about him, but um, – I know that that team over at Bill McNally Racing has been trying to really gain a foothold for a little bit and trying to really solidify itself with the money that that Bill has and, and all that good stuff. And so, for them to have the season they did with with uh, with Christian, I thought was really cool. So, um, you know, just hoping they can back it up next year and be in a much better position um, as far as that goes. Not a lot to say, but I had to give somebody a B. Um, and my A minus because nobody gets an A. Uh, Corey Hahn. Um, I really feel like, you know, I really feel like for whatever reason, they like we the production staff and everybody like really hyped Carson Hosevar all year long. But Corey Heim put up very similar numbers. And in some instances, if you looked at it with a certain lens, better numbers. Um, I just feel like he was just not as controversial until the very end of the year. And. However, you look, I mean, and, and with reason, I'm not gonna say with good reason, but with with reason, he was controversial in Phoenix. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was silent chipping away at it for sure. Um, you know, really helped Tricon gain their footing for the first year for the organization. And you know, um, I, I feel like he's gonna be probably a really solid force next year. I think he'll be probably you know top of the board with Carson out of the way, um, you know, and and uh, and all that good stuff. So um, yeah, really excited to see what he can do next year. Um, but that's that's my ranking for that. Um, and that's that's all I got. So, um, <clears throat> we are going to take a minute. This is the third episode of three episode series, so this is the end. Um, 
and we'll just want to open it up a minute. We're going to go ahead and rank and grade each series individually, um, which uh, there's obviously some points for discussion here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and lead us off since I'm still talking and I'm long-winded. Um, to give an overall season grade for each three series, I give Cup, man. I can't give Cup anything higher than a B. Um, definitely some solid moments for sure, but at the end of the day, we've complained. We did, you know, I mean, I think I said we did like 21 episodes, uh, 21 races is what we covered in the regular show. And for 21 straight weeks, we complained about this next-gen car. Um, and then we talked in the spaces last night about, you know, the stage breaks and everything, although that's not just a, a Cup Series problem. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard to watch that car. I mean, you know, like I said, I've said it before on the show, it's it's very frustrating that we went we, – we, we had a package with the Gen 6 that did not race good on mile-and-a-half tracks because of how aero-dependent it was. And so NASCAR's answer was to put in more short tracks, a dirt race, was to put in more road courses to kind of mix all that up. And then we go to a car that is terrible um, at road courses and at short tracks. And um, and we've and good at road at, at intermediates, but we've lost all the intermediates. We don't go to Kentucky, don't go to Chicagoland. Um, you know, we only go to Charlotte over once a year. Texas sucks. We turned Atlanta into a super speedway. So this car doesn't have a lot of opportunity to really show what it's what it's what's good for. And um, I know that they are working actively on that. I would almost bet money we show up to Daytona in February with a four speed gearbox. Um, it sounds like the direction they're going, but I have to give them a B. Um, Xfinity, uh, Xfinity man, you know, we, we again all year long, we said, you know, hey, uh, it's the best product of the weekend, and I agree with that. I have to give it an A. I mean, some really fantastic battles, um, some really great moments. You know, Josh Williams at Atlanta, shout out to him for getting a colleague seat. Um, you know, I think about, um, you know, uh, AJ Allmendinger getting the win at Circuit of the Americas is really cool. Um, you know, there were just uh, John Hunter Nemechek's, you know, uh, domination through the regular season. Uh, just a lot of different storylines playing out over the year that I just thought were, were phenomenal and, and really cool to see. Dale Jr. returning at Bristol and at Homestead and running really good. Um, again, just a lot of takeaways, a lot of talk about it. It's a lot of fun, fun, F-U-N, fun. The, the big, the, you know, the, the other only F word we sell in the show that I don't censor. Um, and uh, so I have to give them an A. Um, I think that they, you know, did a really phenomenal job this year, and I'll, I'll give them that. Um, the truck series, man, you know, you guys probably already guessed it, but I, I, honestly, I would say they're deserving of a D, but sometimes you're deserving of a grade and your teacher gives you another grade because they hate you and I'm giving them an F because, and I'm going to tell and I'm, 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 I'm waiting that decision entirely on the fact that you put all of this money into marketing, making commercials, trying to sell everybody on how important Phoenix is as a race. And then your broadcasting team is not even at the track for the most important race of the year. That is blasphemy and that is asinine. So for that and uh, the rest of the terrible calls, the officiating, just the racing product, guys running into each other and wrecking all these daddy's money's kids, X, Y, and Z, the series as a whole gets an F for me for this year. And I hate that because I loved 
the truck series, but sometimes you got to let, you know, you got to, you got to move on. So that's my take on the other three series for the rest of the year. And we'll pass it on to whoever wants to go next. You know, I feel like as great at points in time, the truck racing was because I feel like when they're not being idiotic, the truck series puts out a great racing product as well. And it's like, you look at the, the body of work as a whole, and then you just see Phoenix and it's like, you just, you have to give them an F from, you know, to your point, Carl, from, you know, the, the series itself and the officiating and the, the drivers to the channel that has the production rights and their lacklusterness of the entire season, let alone the, you know, the, the P. Dave Rizzi Stone, you know, the season finale. It's, it's butt. It's straight up cheeks, bro. It's, it's ass. Um, I, I give I give the trucks an F2. Um, you know, which sucks because it's a, it's a lot of great up and comings there. It's, it's got a a, a pool full of talent, absolutely full of talent. It's just like they they just don't know their lefts from their rights, whether they're on road courses or whether they're on ovals. You know, hopefully some racecraft is learned and found in the offseason. Maybe we can change our channels next year. Um, for Cup, I don't know, man. It's a lot of promise was made with this car. Um, a lot of things were promised to us, both by race directors, race officials, and the OEMs themselves, just in regards to how these these vehicles were going to perform on track. Um, and then for them to know that each one costs the same MSRP of a Porsche 911 Turbo S Cabriolet, um, that doesn't that doesn't leave a, a, a good taste in my mouth. Um, with the charter system, and you know our wants and desires of you know, other people buying into the sport, other other owners coming to the sport. At this rate, Junior is never going to to get a cup team because, you know, yesterday's price and today's price is is, is outrageous. Um, and then with with the short track program being non-existent, you know, I have a hard time rooting for you know a series where you left your your grassroots demographic behind. Um, short track racing or not even that um you know in the, in the 90s and early 2000s you know nascar and speedway motorsports kept buying and kept building kept building kept building these cookie cutter d you know mile and a half ovals and they've taken i think some of the better ones off the schedule um in the namesake of god knows what um i still don't know how uh rusty wallace's abomination of iowa speedway got a cup date but We'll save that for another episode. Um, but it's just it's just some of the decisions that NASCAR is making with the schedule and how they've made with the car and how they're so hesitant to change it, even though you know you're you're two years in, you're getting your first um, you know, arguably your your first refresh, um, two new hung bodies. Um, Fords we've seen, Toyota, we don't know whether they're coming next year in twenty four, whether they're saving it for twenty five, but there has to be, you know, change. You can't just change the the schedule and think that, oh, well, we'll figure the car out. I'm like, no, bro, you got to let's figure the car out now so you can sell out the schedule. 
Um, attendance in person has been really great this year. That's a positive. That's going to, you know, just save me for giving them a B um, for the Cup Series. NASCAR ratings are down uh, the, on television-wise, at least. Um, but I think that's just because there's more people interested in going out and seeing it in, in person. I think maybe people are still, you know, a little, I wouldn't say scared, but there's a little standoffish about attending a race in person, you know, since COVID and all of that stuff. But if there's there's fans in the stands, when I look at the race on TV, it lets me know that the sport's doing fine. So hopefully this offseason with the new transaction that they're texting, um, they're testing a couple other things to hopefully um, as a result of those innovations, if we can call it that, um, you know, we'll, we'll get some better racing on somewhere on some point on the calendar um, next season. Um, and then with the Xfinity, you know, there, there, there was a lot of good this year. Um, and I think, you know, they're, they're going to get my A just overall, just from a racing product, um, from Cole winning the championship, um, you know, his his losing the crown and getting it back. Um, there are a lot of bright spots and positives um, that you can look at the Xfinity series and, and be and be proud of as you know, NASCAR fan. Um, but as our listeners probably know, it's really, really hard to be locked in some weekends and, you know, watch all three series of racing, you know, especially us. We, you know, we, we made a promise to ourselves that we were going to, you know, deliver our best product of us for you guys to listen to week in and week out, which is why we're sitting here doing this right now. Um, so it definitely takes, um, you know, some coffee and sometimes some Hennessy to, to, to sit down and watch all three of these series and bring you guys, you know, our thoughts and our viewpoints that y'all, y'all rock with. And, you know, once again, I appreciate y'all for that. Um, but, you know, Xfinity was, was pleasant to watch. Um, I'm glad they do their little promotional things. Um, is, was it, is it the Xfinity Dash for Cash? Is that what that promotion is called? Yes, it is. Yeah, they, um, Xfinity, shout out Xfinity. They spent a lot of money um, to create special programs or special in-race tournaments to reward drivers for their successes. Um, really missed the Noble 5. I know we don't smoke any more NASCAR Cup Series, but we needed to figure out a way to get the, the Cup drivers to have a similar um prize to, to shoot for. If Adam Silver has figured out he can pay every single member of a basketball team five hundred thousand dollars to win a seemingly meaningless in season tournament, y'all better find some money to reward these cup drivers to do some something. So um maybe a little a March Madness thing because you know the racing season will just be getting kicked off. There's no breaks um when the NCAA tournament's going on. So if you're listening, NASCAR, let's let's get something on the cup side, make the, the driver shoot for. It. But um, you know, all in all, is it you know with with the highs and the lows, it's a it was a great season for NASCAR. Uh, we spoke about it. I think it was last episode, if not the one before. How you made your decision to be in the entertainment industry, and I felt like with the drama and the pit road incidents and Matt Crafton being a little bitch, um, you know, we we get that that shock value, those headlines. NASCAR's, you know, a sports center top 10, um, you know, event sometimes this year. And, you know, once before when ESPN had the broadcasting rights, I feel like more often than not, you saw, you know, but non-stick and ball sport um, getting, 
national recognition. So um, it's always cool to get the Bleach Report notifications or the ESPN notifications of to the NASCAR related because they don't tend to follow the sport as closely any longer. But it's still cool to see that everybody else in the world gets to get a little peek into to what we like to to spend our Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and sometimes even Thursdays um, watching. Go ahead, Danny. You got it. Okay. Um, so for my grade, so I guess we'll we'll start we'll start with Cup, um, being the main series. Um, yeah, Cup for me is a C. Um, granted, uh, certainly amongst this group, it seems like I probably have a bit more time for the uh, current gen car because I mean, let's be honest, we're a couple years into this thing. It's current gen; it's not really next gen anymore. But I seem to have more time for it than most of the folks here. Um, but, but yeah, just even I do occasionally find myself grumbling a bit about the on-track product um, of this car. It's just, you know, barring the barring the intermediates, it's just not great. You know, much like Carl already alluded to, you know, part of it was because, you know, Gen 6 drove like, you know, garbage basically at the uh, intermediate. So they shuffle up the schedule a bit to help try to fix that. But now we have all these long term deals inked and then we have a car that in most instances is, you know, sort of middling at best. Um, and I really think and that's why I gave it the um, the ranking that I did is because yeah just like i said it's just been okay you know we'll see what happens next year um but i will say if nothing else holy crap the current cars i think are very very pretty um now as for xfinity um yeah xfinity really is the pick of the bunch uh right now um little racing product is great all the drivers behave themselves it's just it's it's fun um you know, for me, um, you know, we talk about it a lot on on here. Um, I will keep, you know, certainly keep it brief. You know, run a coffee shop, so ergo Saturday night racing is is tough for me to catch because I'm usually doing admin work in the evening. Um, but, you know, I am never disappointed when I catch an Xfinity race. It's basically always a good time. Um, you know, I think you know, and while I again, I hesitate to say, you know, reject, you know, modernity, embrace tradition, but I certainly think that perhaps there are little bits and pieces here of the, you know, Xfinity cars that, you know, maybe could be transposed onto the cup cars, you know, certainly help them, you know, drive a little bit and help them the help with the perceived on track product, you know, and again, I should point out, you know, I don't really mind the current cars as such. And, you know, well, I watch, you know, the procession that is Formula One. So it's just, I guess, as a matter of context, you know, I don't certainly don't think the current gen cars are really that bad, all things considered. But. But, uh, you know, perspective. Um, but, you know, truck series, you know, again, I alluded to it before. I'll keep it quick. But F, just F. I. 
And the, the part that frustrates me is that the trucks, you know, if you went when everybody can behave themselves, those trucks don't actually race too bad. But the issue is that nobody can behave. And it's like, and so every race turns into a demo derby and you've got, you know, a bunch of wadded up trucks every week. So just F. It's like, you know, like, you know, Carl said, you know, I'm, I'm mad. So, you know, in this case, the curve is not beneficial. Um, you know, it's, it's that, he, uh, that equation is, uh, is negative in this case. It's like, I just, when we get, and I don't know, maybe that's this ship has sailed, but once, you know, if we get a field of drivers who, you know, all understand driving, racing each other cleanly, so on and so forth, I think the truck series can be super fun. You know, I talked about it, oh, goodness, probably four or five weeks ago now, but, you know, there was a period where the truck series was my favorite out of the three. You know, I lived for trucks. And then the fact that every week is just an unmitigated nightmare now, it seems. And, you know, every week it feels like is a new black eye, you know, not even just for trucks, but just for the sport in general. It just it, it breaks my heart, honestly. Um, <clears throat> but but yeah, no, it's like I said, trucks is just it's F. Um, try again uh, next year. Try again next school year and maybe you'll do a little bit better. But you are spending all off season, you know, watching film. And how y'all can drive better. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of. Uh, I feel like if the if the truck series was a school, the uh, the board of uh, education would be looking into them at this point with all of these scores. Uh, <laughs> might need to uh, you know intervene there. It's this season has been tough for me personally. I'll be. Very honest. If it wasn't for doing the podcast, doing the show with my my lovely cohorts here, uh, and motivated to to watch the shows, be invested in the, in the races, um, to provide content for folks, I'm not trying to gas it up like, oh, y'all should be thankful that we give you content. Um, but like, if it wasn't for that, I honestly would not have watched nearly as much racing this year as I have with past. Uh, I will continue to badmouth this car into the ends of the earth until it gets better. If this car only has one hater, it is me. And if this car has no haters, it's because I've left this earth because I just absolutely cannot stand it. Uh, that being said, there was some really good bright spots to this season. Um, I think about that summer stretch right when NBC took over. Um, we had Chicago, Atlanta, uh, Pocono was a good race. Richmond was solid for Richmond. Um, there were there was a stretch from from I'd say there's the Chicago or maybe even Nashville into the playoffs that things were just really good. Um, and I just felt like it was for me personally, it was much see must see TV. But then you had this stretch uh, during the playoffs where it, it just it just wasn't hitting, you know, and you you look at the product, you look at the names that are, are winning. And you're like, oh, these are top names. That's entertaining. But if you watch the product week to week, like it it for me, just it wasn't it. Um, and we've talked about everyone here has talked about this car is really only good on one track. Um, and it's just hard to watch like 
I absolutely love, I mean, we all do, but I'm just gonna speak for myself. I absolutely love NASCAR. Like with all of my fiber, like Danny and JT are great. They can watch all these different series and keep up with it. And I respect that so much, but I'm not built for that. I can't keep up with that. There's only one series that I am passionate about week in, week out. And it's this series of racing. And, you know, this, this cup series, a lot of it was just really bad. And I think we can all just be honest about it and say, you know, a lot of these races really weren't that great. Like just because a race has a, a green, white checkered or a restart with 20 to go or a driver you like wins does not make it a good race necessarily. For me, I'm about the 51% rule. If I think at least 51% of the race is good then it's passable, it's a good race, but there are just huge chunks of the season where I just felt like that was not the case. And it was just hard to watch. There were a couple nappers. I always talk about the nappers. There were some nappers on the show. The, the audience that I watch the races with every week, they're less and less engaged as the last three seasons have gone on. You know, they're on their phones more. They're falling asleep more often. Um, it's just difficult. So I'll give this season a C plus uh for a couple key races that went really well you know i think the chicago street course was the, the biggest highlight of the year for me like it was just so different it was so cool uh i'm glad they were able to get it done under green and not have to go through uh the shortening that they had the night before like that race just to me was really exciting i love to see that um but like there were these huge stretches where I was just like, this is terrible. Like this is just terrible racing. And I really, really hope they fix it soon. Um, Xfinity, you are the golden child. You are the A play. You are the middle child in the family that overachieves and gets all the freedom because you're getting these A pluses. Um, Xfinity is fantastic. Don't mess with it on most of these tracks. Don't mess with that package. Give that data to the Cup Series, apply it to that Cup car because Xfinity continues and I'm going to hit the button. It's the best product every week. Uh, I give it an A minus. The only reason it's not an A or an A plus is just because wins were kind of top heavy with John Hunter's stealing. Stealing isn't the right word for him taking seven trophies home. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more parity there, but you know what? That's not his fault. It's everyone else's job to get faster. So. Um, I have to give Xfinity uh, an A minus, and then the Truck Series, bro. We gotta have to talk, man. We we gotta we gotta do some soul searching. We gotta look ourselves in the at the man in the mirror and figure out like what are we gonna do. Uh, I mean, it's an F minus. It's just an absolute F minus. Um, we we've talked on here about the broadcast, um, and I think that just kind of underscores how unserious these people are that they won't even have the, the announcers on site for it. Um, terrible finish, terrible racing. You know, I just, uh, if it wasn't for this show, Xfin, uh, Craftsman, you would not be getting any eyeballs from me. I promise you, you didn't get no tweets, no YouTube views, no nothing. Uh, so, I hope it's better. You know, like I look at the state of NASCAR and I feel like this coming season is going to be a real pivotal one with this car because the first year was great uh, from the Cup Series, right? There's all these unknowns. We had all these first time winners. It was so exciting. And NASCAR sold us that, oh, this is going to be the car parody and this is going to be what you can expect moving forward. And then this year, the Hendricks, the Gibbs, 
they figured it out. You know, the Penske's at the end, they figured it out. And it was, again, a case of the haves and the have-nots. Um, and I just need this car to deliver on 50% of the things that they promised it will. And so far it hasn't. So I just, I think, I'm not going to say it's a make or break year because I feel like that's a bit dramatic, but this is a year they absolutely need to nail it. You know, you can't come back and continue to have this type of performance year in and year out. And people will say, oh, you know, there, there was a dialogue the other day on Twitter and they said, oh, you know, at the tracks, attendance is great. You know, you see these grandstands and they're packed. And you have to keep in mind that going to a race is so much i made this point but on twitter but for i'm sure most of our users don't didn't see it but going to a race is such a different level of commitment and for you to spend your money to drive out to somewhere pay for parking pay for a hotel tailgate like it's a party and yeah you know, i think that's great for nascar i think that's one of the unique things about it versus maybe the average baseball game but that versus watching something on TV, there's so much less commitment to watching something on TV. I can just, you know, flick my thumb and change the channel. And I'm sorry, but you can't tell me that ratings don't matter anything. If if all these sponsorships and all this money is tied into ratings, then they account for something. And the ratings have been down year over year for the last couple of years. So um, I just really want to see that improve. I really want this product to be amazing. You know, I'm not expecting. 2006 2005 ever again but you know just have a solid package a solid product that the people can be proud of and then you know you'll get that you'll get that a for me like I'm, i feel like i'm a very fair grader even though i bad mouth nascar a lot of the time but i feel like they deserve the bad mouthing and i think on this show we do a good job of giving them praise when they deserve the praise so study up i guess you know take this one on the chin and hopefully you know, this time next year, we're having a much more positive uh, conversation, a much happier episode, maybe. Um, and, you know, we will be happily sing their praises all of next offseason if they earn it. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have anything to add. I mean, I, I really feel like our opinions all kind of resonate with one another. And, and I mean, I feel like they resonate really what the uh, average fan um, is thinking right now. So, oof, I don't know, man. Art gave me a lot to think about. <laughs> um, but what, 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 what's weighing on your mind? Well, I, I think that the biggest thing that I, I'm kind of thinking about is like, just, you know, you talk about, you talk about, you know, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but it's just like, you talk about like the like logistics of going to a race. And I just kind of think about, you know, how long can NASCAR for the Cup Series anyway, sustain like the fact that it's a party environment, like you're spending, you know, a thousand plus dollars to go to a race. Like, let's be very real. If you're traveling upwards of four hours to go to a racetrack, like I have to, right. You're spending probably a thousand dollars to go to a race um, between, you know, gas, food, room and board, you know, hotel tickets, X, Y, and Z. Like, I just wonder like how long can they fall back on? Like it's a party environment. You're with friends, you're with, you know, it, the whole circus that comes to town before like even that loses its allure because the on-track product for 
the big show, the big top show, the Sunday show is just not is just not great. You know, I mean, like, I just that kind of put that in perspective for me. So I just I just kind of wonder about that, you know, and and I mean, and and also I mean, the other thing, you know, we all gave a truck series an F. And I just wonder, like, are they aware of how much sustain there is for the production value of the truck series right now? Like, are like are they even going to attempt to move it in the right direction? Because, like, I just kind of see, like, this very worrying. And not to, we have not really been, like, NASCAR alarmists like some content creators have been, right? But there is kind of this wording trend of like the lower end series that they've been involved with. Like you look at Canon, you look at Arca, and other truck series, where there's just been like no innovation. There's been like no try to refresh it or anything like that. Like it's just like, well, it is what it is. You know, here's your gruel: either eat it, or either eat it or starve. So like, you know, it's it's kind of mildly worrying. Like there's like, you know, some posts from I don't know what whatever that fake. NASCAR magazine article deal is it's like the um, uh, I, for, I forget what it's called the Bleacher Report I don't remember but anyway you know it's the one that goes around and it's like really like misleading headlines it's not Bleacher it's something else but they were like you know should NASCAR drop its you know its bottom series and it's like well obviously they're not going to drop it but it's just like man like it really has gone downhill fast and quick the last couple of years and it's like you know are they even aware of that enough to try to like step in and do something to save it? Um, you know, I mean, I think it's just something to think about. Yeah. And you know, that's one of the, the issues that I have, I guess with NASCAR and I understand the logic behind it, but they as a sanctioning body will never openly admit when something's wrong or like mm -hmm. when they've made a mistake, they'll just make a change and say, okay, moving forward, this is now the set of rules, or this is the adjustment, or this is the point system, whatever. There's never an acknowledgement of, hey, we're, we recognize we made a mistake, we're gonna try our best to rectify it. And like, right. I get it, you're a business, you have sponsors, and like, you don't wanna be seen in, the, in that kind of light. Like, I totally understand it, but if I'm the average fan, again, I don't give a about that. Like, I just want you to be transparent with me. And I feel like it would go a long way if the heads of NASCAR came out and were like, hey, you know, we admit that, you know, we're going to work to improve the product. It's not where we want it to be. We know about it. We've got some ideas in the pipeline. You know, if anything makes it to where we're going to green light it for the season, we'll let you know. Like, honestly, for me, that's all I would need. Just acknowledgement of the issue, right? Acknowledge that the issue right. exists. And then at least that you're working on it. Like that goes so far, I think, you know, that would give you so much more goodwill um, for a large segment of your hardcore fans that are slowly, you know, falling to the wayside. And, you know, if, if I'm a fan, I'm on the fence about watching or going to a race. If you tell me like, hey, we're we're cooking something for the short track package, like we're going to do all this testing in the offseason. These are the dates we're going to test. Well, then, yeah, I might, you know, answer that call from my Martinsville rep who's been blowing up my phone. And I might finally take the take them up on that offer for some tickets because I, I recognize that you're putting in an effort to fix a problem. Like, I don't think any reasonable fan expects everything to be perfect all the time. But if you just stick your head in the sand publicly and say, like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. This is great. You know, our our 
our product is as good as it's ever been, you know, mm-hmm. our our field is as good as it's ever been, whatever, whatever. Then I as a fan, I have eyeballs. Like the average person is not an idiot. Like they can tell you that that's not true. And if they've been watching for more than five years, they can tell you that's not true. Right. Um, so yeah, I just think it's it's frustrating where externally, and again, like if you're having all these conversations and doing it internally, call me as like the fan and like calm me down, talk me off the ledge and be like, hey, this is what we're working on. You know, we can't give you all the details, obviously, but like just know we're putting effort in behind the scenes on it. Cool. That's all I need to know. Like, yeah. I'll give you a fair shot when the season comes. Um, and yeah, like to your point about going uh, going to a race versus watching it, like I have friends who are interested in NASCAR. They know about the show, but they don't watch it. They watch, you know, NFL every Sunday. And I always say, you know, oh, let me take you to Martinsville. Let me take you to Charlotte. Like, it's so much better in person. Like, it's so exciting. It's loud. You know, you can see, smell the cars, all that stuff. And they say, well, how much is that going to cost? Oh, well, then I got to drive a couple hours. Oh, and then, you know, I, I get back late and it's on a Sunday and I got work. Like, there's all these other factors. And I, I say, they'll say, oh, well, what time is it on TV? I watch it on TV. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if I want you to watch it on TV because, you know, the broadcast is spending half the time showing cartoon characters and the other half putting the camera on kids in the crowd. So, like, I don't really know if I want you to watch that. That may not be the best <laughs> scenario for you to be introduced to it, but the average person isn't going to get their first exposure by going to a race. They're going to get it by watching on TV. And if that first touch point isn't sharpened up and buttoned up and in a better light than it currently is, they'll be like, Oh, well, no, you you blew your first impression. It's the only one you're going to get. And, you know, now you have to work to try to reel them back in. And that's just a thousand times harder than it is just to nail it on the first time. And so I just really, I'm, gonna be hopeful i'm not even optimistic because i followed this sanctioning body for the last 20 years of my life and i've seen the track record so i'm gonna be hopeful but i'm not gonna be optimistic but like like i said if you at least say like we're working on this thing you know people will give you the benefit of the doubt more often than not like these people want to give you their money right like these fans want to buy your merch want to go to your your races want to you know watch it on tv but you got to meet them a little bit halfway. Like you can't just keep taking and taking, expecting them just to keep giving and giving. I mean, I feel like just to bring up an earlier point on one of the other episodes that we, we sat down and had a, a lovely conversation about NASCAR is choosing violence because they want to grasp that entertainment factor. The truck series is doing exactly what they need yeah, to do. Well, that doubt. Yeah, absolutely. If like if this is if you want the crashes and the wrecks and the fights and you want that to get people interested in your product and then as they learn to love it, then they can get more knowledgeable about the technical aspects, the analytics behind it, the point system, things of that nature. You're doing exactly what you want to do. I just I I just wish that it wasn't like that, but if I'm NASCAR and I'm pressing the button for violence and this is what I want it to be, yeah. they're probably mildly successful. The only way they could that I could see it pushed as a further actual success is like we talked about. Y'all need to have a conversation with the people you get the television broadcast and deal with for your truck series. Yeah. You have to get some some life in that booth 
some excitement in that booth. We say it all the time. I'm counting down to F1 practice right now just because of the fact that he makes me, those commentators make me feel like they're either on the brink of death or the brink of a win, and it's lap three of a 78-lap Grand Prix. They they, yeah. they they keep me yeah. that in tune. Like yes, everything, they're always on the edge of their seats. Like that's we need that if you want to be. Let's just wreck this stuff. Okay? Yeah, make me feel like I'm make me feel like I'm, I'm here for something. Then, yeah, uh, uh, without a doubt. And one last thing, um, just because we're we're focused on the wrap up, and what Jarrett touched on is, you know, back in my day, <laughs> to, to pull that card, but back in my day. You know, the excitement was that these are athletes strapped in metal monsters driving 200 miles an hour, three inches right. apart from each other. And yes, there were wrecks and yes, there were fights and there was drama. But that all was the icing on the cake. That was right. the dessert from the meal. That wasn't the whole meal. Like, NASCAR, I can't eat a meal of just icing and come back to it every day like there, there reaches a point of diminishing returns where it's like, okay, how many times are I going to watch a guy shove the other guy on pit road? You know, like eventually folks will become desensitized to it. You know, like we saw the priest wreck was awful, but if you had eight priest wrecks a year, God forbid, like is the seventh really going to matter as much as the first? Like people aren't going to just keep coming back for that as your main draw. The main draw is supposed to be, these are the greatest stock car drivers in the world, come watch them do what they do. You right. know, these are modern day gladiators and these are their chariots and like whatever kind of marketing jargon you want to do use for it. But like that was the appeal. And like, yeah, if you saw a fight at a Bristol or a Darlington or whatever, oh man, that's great. That's wild. But like you didn't expect it, you know, outside of like a, a Talladega or a Daytona. When I was growing up in this, I never expected there to be a wreck and I didn't watch it for the wrecks. And like, hundred percent. I know there's some people screaming at us right now. I, I recognize that like that audience was there and that was a huge, that was a big part of NASCAR's appeal to some folks, but your core audience that's going to come back week in, week out, they want to see good racing. Like if I wanted to watch cars get crushed, you know, I could go watch a monster truck and I can see all the cars get wrecked and it's fire and there's pyro and they run over and, you know, parts are bro broken off. I don't want to see that every week. I want to yeah. see good racing. And like, if you don't give me good racing, then eventually I'm going to go find it somewhere else. Um, you know, F1 blew up the last couple of years in America, you know, with Drive to Survive and, and that style of racing. You know, IndyCar is still here. Like, eventually folks will find something to watch. And if you're not providing them what they want, then, buddy, you're in big trouble. Um, but I just, I, I think they've really gotten that backwards. Like I said, it was the, the cherry on top. It wasn't the whole meal. Um, and it feels like it's presented that way in the opposite. Like we talked about earlier about the broadcast, right? Like, oh, there's the drama, oh, the playoff implications or whatever. Like, no, I just came to watch this race. I don't want to think about the playoffs in six weeks from now. Um, and it's just, it's so frustrating because like you did this 20 years ago. Just do some of those same things and then apply the modern stuff to it. Like apply the social media stuff to it, you know? all of those fun technological advances, like do all that to it. And it's like, the answers are right there. You're just choosing to go somewhere else because you think it'll give you like a quick buck in terms of getting audience in and like over your long-term health, like 
it's not worth it. You know, it does not pay off. I'm getting into like work mode now with like marketing, but like it just does not pay off because when people come expecting wrecks and you go six weeks without a giant wreck, they're probably not going to stick around because you've conditioned them to expect that. And you're now not delivering on what you promised them. Yeah. I, um, I think the only thing that I want to leave with on that is I think maybe NASCAR is leaning on this um, drive to survive style show they've got coming out to kind of, I, I guess maybe, um, maybe look at like, is this direction that we're heading in something that is generating interest from like outside? Like if we show people, if we show people who aren't NASCAR fans, this overproduced edited out of context version of the most intense part of our season, will people will it drop people in and maybe with that information, they can, if it goes the way they don't want it to go, they can uh, perhaps make some indicative changes, but I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't have, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I didn't mean for this to turn into just this like whole extra episode of, you know, what's wrong with NASCAR, but I mean, it, it is needed and it's needed to talk about. And, you know, I will say that it is noticeable. There was a time and, you know, not to, not to be like, you know, back in my day, but there was a time like not too long ago, you know, I would say like 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there where there was a sect of fans that were like, you know, like, man, like NASCAR is kind of like losing like traction. And you couldn't say that. Like people got mad about that. You could not talk about it. Like people were so willfully defending it. And now like the public opinion is like, I think if you really took stock, I think almost everybody feels that way. Like everybody's like, yeah, a lot of things have to change. Like, like we can no longer just like gleefully like plug our ears on that. So I don't know, just hopefully the, the tides potentially are changing. Like I said, I, I, a lot of it to me goes back to um, this car for the cup series. It sounds like they're trying to assess that. And um, I just, I hope that, they use lessons learned from this year in, in you know, the, the two failing series, in my opinion, in, in trucks and cup and maybe move forward with uh, some, some innovative changes to maybe make it not as bad going forward. But um, outside of that, any closing thoughts? Um, that I guess given the way we've ripped on the truck series, if we're going to carry out the school analogy to its logical conclusion, then somebody is calling its parents. Yes, I, I <laughs> yes. Mr. Truck Series, uh, please stay after class. Yeah, Mr. we've got uh, we've got uh, suspensions. We've got a lot of homework. You got a lot of winter reading. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Usually, it's it's summer reading, but y'all got some winter work to do. Uh, just get the ruler and just smack the knuckles. That's yeah. ouchy enough to make a Mac crack. knuckles. <laughs> well, so with that being said, um, we hope you enjoyed this three-part dive into uh, who who passed and who failed uh, this year. 
And to continue with the school analogies, uh, class dismissed. We'll see y'all in a couple of weeks with some other, some other off-season productions. Thank y'all so much for listening to us. And like I said, be sure to give us your thoughts on the socials. Uh, and uh, we'll talk to y'all later. We invite dialogue. We're not bullies. We enjoy interacting with the fans. And please. y'all can bully y'all can bully please. Jared. Don't listen to him. Like y'all yes. feel yeah, free. Please bully me. Actually, you know I what? I'm, I'm, I'm I'm gonna say this. If you have any um smoke, any 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 beef. smoke for us, any complaints, any beef, any um just general um comments that you want to give that aren't so positive, please direct those on X uh, at uh, at 414 Mile Bonte. Um, <laughs> he can he can he can feel those with a level head and deal with all that. So <laughs> thank y'all again so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We look forward to bringing y'all some more fun stuff like this during the off season. And um, if we don't talk to you before then, have a great Thanksgiving. See y'all. Until next time.